Every day and every 
Hey, Diamond Dave. Happy Friday. Oh, don't worry. Live radio. Happy Friday, everybody. Hey, Yeah. How's it going? It's the Common Thread Collective. Diamond Dave, good to see you. You're looking, you're looking, you got a good twinkle in, going on in your eye well, I today. I got the twinkle in my eye just by, by being here. And uh, I have walked along shuffling like an old man, but here I be, as you see. An excitement of being surrounded by my brothers and sisters. And I know it's another, uh, another time to say, thank goddess, it's Freya's day. And we got Ubi. And guys, we have a special guest, some special guests coming in. I'm going to let it be a surprise. We got blood flower ready to open up, and meanwhile, here's Ubi. All right, and just remember, like Ubi likes to tell us, don't worry. Right, it's going to be. Everything's right. going to okay. be. Okay.
Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. I'm Global Val here with Diamond Dave and Bloodflower and all of our friends here at Mutiny Radio. Um, we hope you can come down and join us. Uh, this is a live show here. We're at 21st in Florida in the Mission District, and um, you'll see us right there on the corner, a little, little storefront uh, art space, um, and I'm sitting here in like a really big fish tank. Um, say, I think now I'll say it. Here's a, he's all ready to go. I'm talking about Bloodflower, but our special guest, uh, Trio Cambio is our special guest. They've been at a really special event in Colombia, in the, in the country of Colombia, uh, staying in the Zico village where they were part of, a part of a festival, an international dance festival, uh, a song festival, and they're back. And here they are, and they said, I guess they said to one another, Let's let, how should we let people know we're back? Well, I think it could be the Common Thread Collective, Dave and Val's show. So here they are, back. So anyway, Val. Yeah. Anyway, Bloodflower, yes, take sir. it away, will you, brother? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
So special. Amazing. Thank you, Blood Flower. Amazing. And you know what, Dave? <laughs> it really sets it sets a nice sets us up really nicely. Uh, kind of brings the, brings in all the uh, the good energy uh, that we like to create in this space and kind of opens it up for that. I think. Uh, and so thank you, Blood Flower. And also, Dave, did you know? Did you know that uh, Blood Flower is featured on Poetry TV? Um, Every Thursday in April, he's on Poetry TV, which is on Thursdays, uh, Thursday, Thursday nights at 7.30. He was playing music with James Zealous. So they're on every Thursday this month of April, National Poetry Month. And then he also was so kind to come down and, and play music um, with me. And I featured on Poetry TV. And, th and those episodes are going to run every Thursday in May. Um, so this month, April, every Thursday on Chan Comcast Channel 29 and Uverse Channel 99 at 7.30 p.m., James Ellis and, and Bloodflower. And then every Thursday in May, um, actually at 8.30 p.m., I guess the time changed. Uh, again, same channel. So uh, it's really cool to be working with funky mission musicians. That's, that's where I'm going with that. <laughs> and where are connections with James Rhodes? <clears throat> And uh, the, he, oh, John, uh, John Rhodes, yeah. I mean, John Rhodes. Mm -hmm. And I believe that uh, for some quite a number of years now, he's also been there to video in, in, in his particular way, Poems Under the Dome. He has, yeah. And our Poems Under the Dome is coming up in less than in two weeks, less than two weeks. It's going to be Thursday, April 28th, San Francisco City Hall. Uh, 5.30 to 8 p.m. sharp. But of course, we'd like to invite people to come in a little bit early, around 5 o'clock for the opening ceremony under the rotunda with Jorge Molina. You don't want to miss that. And also, we're going to see to it, I believe I mentioned it to... Uh to John Avalos when he was here last week, somehow that uh, that uh, somehow anyway somehow I mentioned it to uh, J John Avalos. In other words, I mentioned to him that we'd like to have our. Uh, our, our, our reception that we do before before we do the procession down the steps in his office, and I think that's going to be happening. And while the poems nice. of the dome is in fact the spoken word is uh, is uh, the spoken word poetry, uh, music is uh, is encouraged during that uh, during the reception. Is that right? If my memory serves me well. Your memory serves you well, Dave. And yeah, so uh, John Avalos and his uh, staff um, have been really generous the past few years to host us as a little pre, uh, a little reception ahead of time. Um, so uh, we believe that's happening again. <laughs> and with John Avalos being <laughs> I love how we were just assuming. No, but now. we talked to him. We talked to him last week when he was here. Um, and he, he was here at Mutiny Radio. So if you want to hear what John Avalos has to say, you can uh, hear, listen to that podcast from uh, April 8th. And now uh, think of that. Uh, John Avalos is uh, what termed out, which means that will be his last time he'll be part of that procession with Jorge Molina. And I remember with John, uh, Jorge down the steps. I've said uh, down those marble steps of City Hall, so much history, history, and hipster have gone on there. True. This will be his last chance to do that. As a supervisor. As a supervisor, of course. Thank you for stepping in. Sure. And also, I was talking, I want to welcome back, hey, uh, Trio Cambio. Cambio, here you are. Trio Cambio is out. In fact, Trio Cambio, thanks for all of you coming. And let's uh, introduce it away. You guys, uh, you, you three sisters, pardon me, uh, uh, you three sisters have been in Colombia, 
In fact, your music is what you call Columbiaized. And tell us a bit about it. You said you were in Eco Village in Colombia. What was that called? Yeah, so we were at a place called Atlantida in Colombia, which is up in the mountains. And they're, um, an, it's an eco village, and we were there for a gathering for the Danzas de Paz Universal, or the Dances of Universal Peace, wow. which is a, a global movement for peace um, that began here in San Francisco in the 70s, 60s, early, early 70s, um, and has continued and just is really encircling the globe. It was really powerful to be there in South America, so far away from here in San Francisco, but to see this culture that has fully embraced the dances and just to dance with close to 200 people from all over South America um, singing and, and dancing together was incredible. <laughs> Uh, it sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and Colombia, of course, is a place where people have been praying for peace. And in fact, uh, things have been very slowly come along, but uh, been a quick layer. They've been making some jumps. I'm talking about the peace, uh, the peace uh, negotiations that are going on between the FARC and the government and other others too. They've been going on in Havana for a couple of years now. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we're talking about peace in Colombia, in South America, on the planet, in the street, in the community. And so I think uh, this certainly can help uh, put, uh, putting in that balance of your folks going. And so it's a bit like a rainbow gathering that I was in, uh, there in Brazil. I was there in Costa Rica, I was there in Veracruz, and you guys were there in Colombia. So right. welcome back, and what a good way to let people know that you're back in town by appearing here on a Friday and letting people know. So if you have three songs, we'd love you to do it. Possibly. I know you have three songs. Thank you, Diamond Dave. Welcome back. Minor, G, oh, yeah. Aquí estoy en este mundo para la paz, para la fuerza del amor. Aquí estoy hoy. Aquí estoy en este mundo para la paz, para la fuerza del amor. Aquí estoy hoy. La ilaja ilala, la ilaja. Para la fuerza 
Cambio. It's good to be here. Thanks. Good to see you. Good Great to, see you. to have you back. Welcome back to San Francisco after your journey. Thank you. Well. <laughs> okay. The next one is a song that may be familiar to all of you listeners here at Mutiny Radio, um, Common Thread Collective. It's known as Marching Out. This is the Colombia version. <laughs> in Colombia we translated it into Spanish. Oh yeah. So well, during our trip in Colombia we translated it mm-hmm. into Spanish. So this has both um, languages. Marching out into the barrel of a gun. Marching out into the barrel of a gun. Marching out into the barrel of a gun. It takes everyone to change the system. Marching out into the barrel of a gun. It takes everyone to change the system. Bum, 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 bum. Which side are you on, friend? Which side are you on? Which side are you on, friend? Which side are you on? Justice for my crown is justice for us all. And we will fight for freedom till justice is won. The people united never be defeated. The people united, never be defeated. The people united, never be defeated. The people united. 
So beautiful. So good to have you back. Gracias. Gracias. Okay. That was our bilingual version. Gracias. One more, but before you do, one more, but if you do have anything to say, you were definitely missed your conspiracy. Uh, cons how do they say it? Conspicuous by your absence at MAP, which happened a, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, MAP and there in the garden. But do you have anything coming up? Uh, you're uh, being heard around the planet here on Mutiny Radio uh, at the Common Thread Collective. Anything going on? Yeah, so we have, our, our, we, we just got back. So this is really our, our first, first time playing back in the city. Um, our next gig is going to be for Porch Fest. It's in May. You can look it up. It's uh, going to be in the, in the Mission. It's going to be in the Mission at the, um, the Garden on 23rd Street, across from the Red Poppy, the all-in-common gar garden, otherwise known as the Cauliflower Garden. Okay, this is new and coming up to the Porch Fest. I want to invite you here just on top of my head. We had mentioned having a reception for Poems Under the Dome where we can't have music in John Avalo's office. Would you guys be available to sing that song and whatever you want in City Hall? We would love to. Well, I think we better do that. <laughs> nice. That's Thursday, April 28th. Yeah. 
Yeah. Put so a little. That's yeah. coming up. It oh, is. Yeah. It's just a, just just shy of two weeks away. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That'd be beautiful. We'll also be playing. This is like way far out, but July July second. Uh, we'll also be playing at an exhibition that my friend is organizing at El Decolote. It's in the works right now, but yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming up. I think. Keep your well, eyes and ears peeled for Trio Cambio. Trio <laughs> Cambio. Well, I'm gonna be with the Cambio at the Rainbow Gathering in the Green Hill, the Green Hills of the Green Mountains of uh, Vermont. Yay! Uh, but anyway, that's what I plan to be, and that's being put together as we speak. Give us one more song, because Josh Wolf is here. I want to talk to him about what he's going through, which is what we're all going through. Yeah. Give us one more song, and here's Josh. Take it away. All right. We're in the streets. So this next one is... What? Amor? All right, all right. We're going to close with a classic. <laughs> Born right here in the mission. Anti-evictions. El amor siempre gana
so talented all and so loving i'm so I, it, it really just um like fills my heart to know that you three went down to columbia because that's what really being peace ambassadors is all about traveling far and wide interacting with people around the world in a positive way and uh you know being peacemakers and just and being inspired and i'm certainly inspiring others so right on trio combio we're so happy to have you back Thank sure you. and by that i can only say but that I can remember in my mind, as if she was still here on the planet, how Kristen Byard used to say, we're all in this together. And I say, we're all in this together, together, and you guys are bringing back that spirit here to the mission that's happened so many other times. So welcome back. You're always welcome right here at the Confan. We're finding that common thread. Love you guys. Yeah, that was great. And hey, Val. Hey, Dave. Well, I got here, we had here Josh Wolf. Hey, Josh. Hey. Welcome back, Josh. And, and Josh, uh, Josh and I have known each other for quite some time, over 10 years. It has and, been quite a while. And I first really knew you when you were a young, very young, that was, a, that was a good portion of your life, when you used to always be with your dad, who's now gone to the sky, the spirit world, the other side of the camp. Your dad, and your dad had taken on chronicling it, chronicling to make the archives for many progressive events that were going on around and about. Am I right? Mm-hmm. That was, uh, we had a show on Channel 29, the same station you were talking about with Poetry TV earlier. That's right. It's all connected. That's Dave. You're Once again, it's all, all connected. connected. That's where the common thread. And so, Josh, uh, uh, and, and our comrade, uh, our friend Francisco Herrera was here. And was talking about the People's Campaign, which she's all, which he's invested uh, now a uh, now a candidate for district election. Now that John Avalos, we had met earlier, is getting uh, getting uh, termed out, and there's a number of candidates. He is um, uh, Kimberly. In fact, she's Kimberly. She's having her campaign kickoff on uh, campaign kickoff Saturday. Kim, Kim uh, Hillary. Hillary Ronan? No, Hillary's running here. Kimberly's oh, Kim- running. Oh, Kimberly Alvarenga, Kimberly. yes. Hillary is running, uh, running when, uh, with the blessings of, uh, of David Campos. That's right. And, uh, yeah. and Kimberly is running with the blessings of uh, John Avalos. That's right. And the, th- and the two of them and Sandra Fewer were here on uh, Women's Magazine just a few weeks ago. Forget the actual date of that, but um, all three were here. We're, we called the show Mothers for Supervisors. That's the way it's broken out. That's what it's going to be. And <laughs> all the mothers mother running for supervisor. That we've had uh, Hillary and Kimberly separately as well on Common Thread. Mm-hmm. And the third mother, uh, well, we haven't gotten yet, but let's make sure that's going to happen maybe for next week. Oh, yeah. Sandra she, Fewer from District 1. Sandra Fewer. Let's She's find her and uh, have her on Board too. of Education. So each one, we have the mothers and each one talking individually because that's what we're doing here. That's how we devote this uh, first hour. It seems to be emerging here by Global Val, locally Global Val, locally Global Val. <laughs> uh, what's happening right here at the grassroots? But what's happening, as I say, at City? 
City College, in, in the city that's right here, in the mission that's right here on the planet and in the street. And anyway, uh, look at this. Anyway, if you could see the smile, you would. But anyway, Josh. Hopefully you can feel the smiles. Fuck yeah. Hopefully you do. And we did, uh, anyway, so Josh. Yeah. When we talked, uh, last, was before the last Tuesday, you had a meeting of the People's Campaign, but also let you know, let us know that, uh, that there's a concern that you have that after how many years you might be, have to face eviction. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I've lived in my house in the Lower Haight since 2002, so uh, the, you know, power of rent control has made it affordable to continue living in the city, but uh, unbeknownst to us, through uh, unsolicited offer, the owners of our home have accepted a, a purchase from a guy named uh, Matthew Miller, and that name might sound familiar because Matthew Miller uh, has four... Uh, as they like to say, flush and uh, flip houses under his belt where he buys the property, uh, either buys out everyone or gives them LSX, converts it to TICs, and then sells it for twice what he paid. Um, most recently, the Lee family, which was a disabled, or <clears throat> excuse me, an elderly Chinese family with a disabled daughter, uh, were under the target of Matthew Miller's real estate profiteering and uh, I believe they ended up being forced out of the city in the, the long run. I don't, as I understand it, they weren't able to, to secure another place in town, but maybe I'm wrong and I, I hope to, I hope I'm wrong with that one. But. Well, but here you are now, so how is this, how does this work? Uh, you mentioned Ellis Act, which was something when they, when rent control came, now to, of course, stop me anytime if I'm wrong, when it was, that there's some of the, that when, when rent control here came locally, then they went to the state to get the state legislature to to, uh, to act to, uh, to the state legislature to pass an act, which I guess they wrote called the Ellis Act. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? What is yeah, that? so there was a guy in Santa Monica in the uh, early '80s, I believe, who inherited a uh, an apartment building from his mother, and he didn't really want to be in this apartment landlord business. He wasn't making as, as much money as he wanted to because there were a lot of long-term rent control tenants in there. So he went and tried to, to evict them through some sort of process to try to get rid of them. He didn't want to be a landlord anymore. And the uh, court said, no, you can't do that. And so he went all the way to the Supreme Court. The California Supreme Court still said, no, you, you can't do that. You're obligated to to support this this institution, rent control was of course local. Uh, they, the Santa Monica rent control would be there, would be rent control, but a different rent control than the San Francisco rent control. So they had, but, but one way that they could bring them both together was to go to the state. Am I right? Right, and so he couldn't get any any remedy through the courts. So he reached out and found a uh, state rep named something Ellis in San Diego, and got him to pass the Ellis Act. What the Ellis Act says is that. A landlord has the right to get out of business, and they can evict the tenants as part of that process of going out of business. Yes. However, in the case of most of these uh, most despicable Ellis Act evictions, it's not a longtime landlord who's decided, okay, I'm tired of keeping up this building and having these things to deal with. They actually sell the building with the tenants in it, and then people buy it to get in the business of going out of business. It's so like a rug store or something. <laughs> like pulling the rug out from under you too. That too. So somewhere along the line, uh, the some time ago, how long ago, you got a letter? Did you get a letter uh, 
they're letting you know that your place is now up for sale and uh, now is now a negotiations going on and it will be sold to this uh, this uh, uh, this uh, this uh, this realtor who has a reputation for doing just that uh, fill in the blanks i mean we got an email uh, from a real estate agent who had been the the real estate agent when the people that currently own our building had bought it some 30 years ago 30 years ago uh, but she had sent us an email saying that the house had been sold. We were never notified that it was for sale. Uh, we were never given an opportunity to sort of raise money and buy it or purchase it through the land trust or something like that. It was just, it's been sold by this guy. He'll be coming on Thursday to meet you and see the property for the first time. That's right. He bought the building without having ever stepped foot in it or seen it. Wow. So you expect the, the, Thursday, you expect a, speculators. A, a visitor by this landlord who it sounds like you did a little research or people generally know, has a reputation here, and he's going to come to your house and ring your doorbell as a man with a reputation. Is that right? He, he has no idea what you know. All of the, all of the, well, he must have some idea. But what, what you know is that you expect a visitor on Thursday, and it's that landlord. Am I right? I mean, actually, that Thursday is long, not long since come, but that was a couple weeks weeks ago so this guy shows up on thursday i have no idea who's bought the house at this point he shows up uh introduces himself as matthew um i ask if he has a business card he says no um i ask him what his last name is and he says well, well there's no need to rush into anything right now you'll, you'll you'll get my last name eventually shady and I ask what his plans are for the house, and he says, uh, well, it's just so early. I have no idea what I want to do with this house that he bought without having looked at. So I don't know who who drops a multi-million dollar purchase for something they haven't seen with no idea what they want to do with it. I, I, I find that hard to believe. But so we've started organizing. We've been working with eviction-free San Francisco. Uh, we'll probably be sending out a press release in the near future to, to really raise awareness about the fight. And we, we, we really want to sort of catalyze all of the, the, the longtime businesses and other residents in our lower Hayden neighborhood that are under threat of eviction. We just recently, just down the street on the same block that we live in, lost been there, a, a coffee shop that had been there for also some 30 years or so. And so what we've decided to do is create an organization called Occupy Waller Street. So you probably remember <laughs> Occupy Wall Street. Well, this is Occupy uh, Waller Wall Street. Waller Street and the hate. I see. And of course, we're here in the mission, but we're being heard around the planet. And so and, uh, much of your work has been, Josh, I know your work has been citywide, but also here in the mission. So know the, you know the cast of characters here, many of them friends of yours. I'm speaking of, uh, I'm, I'm speaking of self-space folks. I'm speaking of many folks, and, and they, they should be included. Am I right? Because uh, since we're all friends, we should be supporting one another. And, uh, and uh, it sounds to me, tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds to me if the lower hate is probably the next step for the gentrification that's got so many people been forced out of the mission. I could easily say them move on and move on there to the uh, to the lower hate, which itself has been part of a gentrification. As there are those, you know, there there are those who uh, uh, begin to move in way back in the day, 30 years ago, when Sapphire was uh, Sapphire, as my daughter Sapphire was young. <laughs> okay, thank you, Sapphire. Yeah, so anyway, Sapphire. we were living there, and uh, there was uh, people began to move into the Lower Hate. 
they didn't want to call it the lower hate or the hate film anymore. They've been called it. Uh, they called it the. Uh, they called it the. Uh, after what? Do, what do they call the pl- Western edition? No, 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 no. Western. What they wanted that either. What do we have here in which money is being made? Dollars are being printed and a twenty-dollar bill. The mint. The mint. It was called Mint Street. They called it the Mint Street neighborhood, and that was um, at that time as an extension of Castro Street. We're, we're, this is before we're moving into the lower hate. That seems to start, but it seems to be, it is in fact, it sounds to me, is that true that lower hate is now becoming a subject for gentrification again? I mean, in in the uh, the past few years where the mission has been ground zero for fighting against gentrification, uh, there's been just a sweeping over of the lower hate. Uh, when, I, when I first moved, shortly after I moved to town, there was this, Rather, I, I can't even maybe a pink bunny with a devil face or something. There was this 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 sort of amazing piece of art on the corner, and as the whole city sort of changed, it got swept up. Uh, we went from having uh, you know dice games going on 24 hours a day, just even in the 10 years, 12 years that I've lived there, um, to you know, Michelin star restaurants. So it's definitely undergone this massive change. We have a lot of brand new luxury buildings there starting sort of uh, over in the the upper market area and then working their way up through the new Whole Foods across market there. There's the new UCSF development that's both uh, a market rate and a separate uh, affordable senior development. So we're definitely seeing massive changes sweep through the lower hate. We're seeing tons of long-term, long-time businesses being pushed out to raising rents, and the the sort of shocking part is that when they push out these these long-time businesses, oftentimes they just end up with this empty storefront because whatever exacerbated rents they want to charge, there just isn't any buyers for. And so, the uh, the lower hate has been a target of gentrification for quite some time. All of the sort of foot soldiers have been focused on the mission, but it's time to acknowledge that there's multiple battlefronts in this uh, gentrification fight and we need to fight each of them uh, firsthand. So what do you, so uh, you talked about Occupy Waller Street. So what, what are the plans for that? What is, what does that mean actually? Right here that we can let out and we'll certainly continue as you get more and more things begin happening. Tell us, Josh, how can we lend a hand? So we, we, we started a Facebook page and we've been handing out some flyers and I just registered a website at OccupyWallerStreet.com uh, which I don't think is quite yet up, but we'll get on that soon. Uh, it, like I said, we're going to send out a press release, maybe do a press conference, and then in the next couple of weeks, we're going to organize a block party on Waller Street to really bring the neighborhood together, to, to get everyone united as a community. And then from there, as a neighborhood, we'll figure out what what the path forward is with Occupy Waller Street. But as you probably know, the mayor's been cracking down on, on homeless encampments, which is yeah. distinctly tied to the sort of Occupy Wall Street movement. Uh, and the, the most shocking thing of all is that he's using the murder by SFPD of a homeless person as a reason that we need to get rid of tent cities, which is just uh, – my, my head can't even wrap, it, wrap, wrap its way around that. Uh, but, you know, at the point that we are evicted, you know, we may find ourselves pitching a tent outside our house because we don't really want to leave our neighborhood. 
and I, none of us want to move to a tent, but none of us can afford to live anywhere in the city otherwise. Well, let's get together. Let's put it out there now. A couple of things I want to tell you about. As I say, I lived there in the 70s, early 70s, right there in hate between Felmer and Steiner. It was, it was called the Ray Razor. Talk about, uh, talk about dice games, that's for sure. And people began moving in. Uh, uh, so we had there in the church, where I've been in the church, it's out there, Gregory Assembly Church, was the Hate Fillmore Association. And then there was one, another one, which is part of the gentrification of the time, early 70s, that was called the Lower Mint Association. And these are, by and large, uh, uh, white uh, gay couples who are buying, I could say that, I mean, I totally knew, to, but were buying up houses where families used to live. And that was a move that was taking bad by, by going on then. Have you heard about that? Uh, I think that's before I got, got this It was out. quite before. But there's somebody who I want you to connect with. He has something called Cloud House. You mentioned Michelin-style restaurants. But there's a real Michelin. I'm talking about the beat poet Jack Michelin. The street poet Jack Michelin, not Michelin-style, but the real Michelin. And he was part of something uh, that, that Kush. Have you ever heard of Kush? Can you smoke? Uh, Kush, yeah. No, this was uh, this Kush. That, that was my question. Uh, this is no Kush. <laughs> He's been here. Remember, he was here. Oh, Kush, yeah. He came in a few weeks ago. He's an old friend of yours. A really old friend from that time. <laughs> and, and you know, next had week is 420. Since then, he had to go take care of his mother. He was the guy. He was teaching at New College as well. And he had something called Cloud House that was right there in that block of Waller between Fillmore and Steiner called Cloud House. He's amazing, not only an amazing poet, but his take on William Blake, his take, I'm sure, on Jack Michelin, his ability, remember, he, he read some Blake, I think, while he was here, didn't he? Or he he uh, performed some he Blake. He did, he, resor- he recited Blake. Recited, he, he did Tiger, it. Tiger, Burning Bright. That's it, Tiger, yeah. Tiger, Burning Bright in the forest of the night. So I suggest when you have an event and want to hook up the people with the people who no, are no longer there, but that first wave, as it was started, called the Mint Hill, as it was thought that that was the next place for the Castro to expand, to Voice Park, in a way it has up there on that side of uh, on that side of Hate Street. Well, it's complicated, as they say on Facebook. That should be included, but by all means, brother, include us in and let us know one way or another. You can call us as to uh, what's happening with it. Uh, we're hearing it for the first time, everybody. Let's say it. Occupy Waller Street. <laughs> Cloud House. Such a hip street that you didn't know, but you're finding out now. Is that right? It is indeed. Because this is time before you were born, young fellow. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that, uh, yeah, from DuBose Park all the, all the way down, uh, you have a Bionic Park. I'll give a bite, which means good herb, of course, all the way down. That was the site of an earlier struggle. And also somebody you should hook up, connect with. I mean, think of it, because they really took part in the neighborhood association back then. I'm talking about right there at uh, Laguna. And while Laguna and... uh, What? Okay, Laguna and... uh, Okay, that's right. Laguna, and uh, I'm talking about the Zen Center. Oh, uh, Buchanan and Laguna, I they, think. Uh, right there, yeah. Right there, and they have many houses down there, too, and used to pay a visit to them. At that time, they had the Lower Haight, were part and parcel of the Lower Haight Association, the Zen Center, which on Page and Laguna. Page and Laguna, yes. They definitely were, and they have houses where students live, 
and they would go there, and they're definitely. Uh, uh, I could tell you more about that. Uh, the devil is says the details, but enough. So count them and pay a visit to them. I, uh, my my uh, mother actually was part of Zen Center back in the okay, day, well, so there, all, the, all the threads about. still connect. Common, that's why we say that common thread. Well, hey, brother, thanks for coming through. We're here for you, and you're here for uh, we're here for the community, finding that common thread. And what? Uh, oh, do you want to say anything about the? Uh, the community, the community, uh, your meeting Tuesday. What was that? What do you call it? Oh, what? the the last meeting of the People's Campaign. People's Campaign, excuse me. Really, sort of focused on the the wake of what's happened politically after the shooting of uh, Luis Gongora. Um, Gongora. He uh, was a a resident of one of the tents along Shotwell Street. He apparently had been living in the mission until he found himself evicted. I. I've heard 2012 was how long he had been living on the street. And their hot team called the police saying there was someone with a, a knife or something like that. Uh, witnesses describe him having the knife holstered, not actually out at all. And when the police arrived, they, they drove up. There's video of the police. They, they come up within 30 seconds of exiting their vehicles. They have fired 30 seconds. numerous... Uh, beanbag shots and within a second of the last beanbag shot were multiple gunshot rounds killing him almost instantly uh i talked to witnesses immediately after it happened who you know not surprisingly said that the police's account is not accurate that the police claimed that he had charged at them with the knife but the witnesses said that the knife had been holstered and only fell to the ground after he had fallen uh, after being shot and so if that weren't uh, horrific enough the mayor's response was this shooting shows that the police that the homeless camps aren't safe and so we need to crack down on them immediately and so within 24 hours the police were tearing down homeless people's tents uh, supposedly cutting them apart so that they would no longer be useful to protect them from the the elements uh there's nowhere for these people to go john avalos uh tried to intervene with a piece of legislation that would essentially say that we can only uh, escort people out of these camps when we have new either permanent or at least temporary housing for them to go to on a one-for-one basis and that when we don't have the resources to transition these homeless people living in tents out of that that we have to provide the proper uh, services such as bathrooms uh, washing whatever I don't remember the the, the details um, and the mayor's response to that was, no, we can't be burdened with having to take care of these people. We just need to get rid of these camps. And um, that's essentially what, what the uh, party line of the mayor is, as I understand it. So it's quite it's, quite twisted. It's probably one of the most disturbing things I've seen happen in the uh, almost 20 years I've lived in the city. Let me ask you, is there any place where people can, uh, you're talking about conflicting accounts of uh, where people can see these accounts, is there a page somewhere that people can go to, that people can read what people, the eyewitness accounts, I think vaguely I remember the fact that videos were in fact made of the, of the tragic death of his brother, and uh, do you know anything about that? Uh, there's video at SF Gate of the police car arriving and the shots being fired, uh, Luis Gongora is not in the footage. 
Um, I uploaded video of an interview with two of the witnesses who were his neighbors in a tent next nearby who saw the whole thing happen. Um, I'm not sure the easiest place to find that. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook, though. Um, and then the the Guardian actually has been doing a really great job covering hey, it. Tim. Not the uh, so, Hills. Not the Bay Guardian. Oh, but the, the UK Guardian, Guardian the has international taken over paper, yeah. the responsibility of serving as a watchdog for our city. I don't know what that says about the face of journalism, but yeah, isn't that interesting? The best coverage is from a publication who based overseas. Well, that that has been uh, the two papers that and the Independent in England have been doing that. The Guardian was started as the Manchester Guardian, but now it's still the gay Guardian. Now it's just the Guardian, which ex- exemplifies its uh, its worldwide status. But somebody, maybe you, maybe not, should get that together, because uh, otherwise it's just uh, just like the arsons here in the mission. I think you know something about that. The arsons eventually, with no explanation, uh, although we hear there's some investigation, will disappear when the next arson uh, takes place. Uh, when the next arson happened. So that's connected. We mentioned the arson, the arson which went on there at the, the well, so-called yeah. whatever, strange fires. Let me put it there. That went in the tire shop, which is the next place for development. So we need a place. Yeah, Let's just end with that. We need a way where people can keep track of all that. Hey, Tim, yeah, Redman, whoever, go ahead, brother. Uh, no, no, no I, I didn't want to interrupt you, Dave, um, but just on this topic of uh, police violence, there's going to be a public forum on police violence uh, in two weeks. So two Fridays from now, which is April 29th, from 5.30 to 8 p.m. at the Mission Neighborhood Center, which is at 365 Cap at 17th. It's sponsored by SF Vision. And yeah, it's a public forum on police violence because obviously um, things are are out of hand where you have multiple police officers approaching scenes, um, firing, shooting to kill, you know, people who have, you know, either no weapon or um, not not a deadly weapon in the sense that, you know, that they could get even close to the police with their knife or or taser or whatever it may uh be may or may not be um and it's a it's 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 appalling and and you know if anybody's gonna get together and and uh and try to push for change it's gonna be members of this community here in the mission district so that's friday the 29th uh at the Mission Neighborhood Center at 5.30 to 8 p.m. 29th of um, April. April, yeah. Okay. Two weeks Two weeks from today. Well, let's uh, may, may let's uh, weave that into what, what we're doing on Friday. In other words, let's uh, may, let's see whether we could uh, leave early here and then call in maybe and let people uh, know yeah. what's well, we, happening. Well, actually, Dave, you and I have to talk a little bit to see because that's going to be the day after Poems of the Dome, which that's is tra- right. traditionally a day we take off from the show, but uh, not necessarily. Okay, well, so we'll, we'll keep you posted and look at our facebook page and we'll we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we got some intelligent people here who have shown some ability both we got blah 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 we'll figure it out so josh anything else you'd like to say please i want to i want to tell you you have an open invitation to come here to let us know what's happening with occupy waller how occupy waller fits in with occupy the mission and how we're all connected hey so josh uh yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I, I look forward to coming again. I'm on my way to Dolores Park to celebrate 415 Day, uh, which kicks <laughs> off at 415. 
and should be a great celebration. So if you happen to be by Dolores Park listening to this live right now, uh, head on over. Uh, there's like a thousand people that are RSVP'd on the Facebook page, so should be a good celebration. So 4:15 is is meant to be five four five days between four, before 4:20. Is that right? I think it's more our area code, but it also happens to be five days four before 420. I get it. 415. Four well, That's right. We're here in five the days between 420. So at 420, at 415, at 415, you better get your ass over there, brother. All righty. we'll continue. Indeed. You want to call us? That's right. Well, what is connections with 420 and 415 will be? Uh, <laughs> there was a famous Thanks, record. Josh Wolf. Anyway, Good luck with everything. Keep us posted. Keep us in the loop. And uh, I think that's a fine opportunity to play a little Bob Marley. So here you go. There's some natural mystic flowing through the air here in the Mission District of San Francisco. You're listening to Common Thread Collective on MutinyRadio.fm. Yeah. 
You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. And I'm really happy to announce, Dave, that we have a special friend who has called in on the phone today, out of the blue, out of the ether, someone who we haven't seen in years, maybe about three years, um, and we've completely lost track of. Who could this be? I'm talking about Mark Schwartz. Mark Schwartz! Yeah, Mark Schwartz, is that you? Hello? <laughs> Don't make me a liar. <laughs> Mark Schwartz, where are you? Where are you, Mark Schwartz? Oh, no, I'm in Mattel Healthcare, which is at 15th Street. I could visit. Okay, we don't know exactly. I need to know exactly. That means you're across the bay. Is that right? In Oakland, right? All right, we're still getting a little bit of a choppy connection with you. Are you hearing us okay, Mark? I think we lost him for now. Oh, that elusive man, Mark Schwartz. Mark. (laughs) Uh, Mark. Oh, it's just a bad phone connection. Um, that's 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 what's holding us back here. Where you at a landline, Mark? So you're in a landline line at this facility you're talking about? Is that where you are now? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is working. This is well. I know it's not working. It's not working. But Mark, we want to hear from you. We want to give you yeah. a chance to talk to the world. I think I just heard a Mark. Just say that again. <laughs> hey, Mark Schwartz, just know that we're happy to know that you're alive and well and living in Oakland, California. Why don't you hang up and try, try again? Yeah, try and give us a call. We'll put a on bit some later. music. We got some other. Give yeah. us a call, but, but we really want to talk to you. We do want to talk to you. Okay. But okay. Well, I hear now we hear you fine. Go ahead, Mark. Well, I don't know if it's fine. I keep hearing him say, oh, it's okay, and so on. It's it's all just choppy. I'm really sorry, Mark. We can't really hear you. We hope that when you give us a call back, maybe you'll be in a better spot um, to get some better reception on that phone. Um, And, uh, yeah, again, we're happier alive and well and living in Oakland, California, and uh, hope that soon you'll be able to give us a call in um, and uh, we'll be able to hear you clearly. Or who knows, maybe someone will can give you a ride and show up here at Mutiny Radio on a Friday afternoon uh, to to be here in person. Um, Man, Mark Schwartz. Yeah. So many memories come flooding in. I know uh, Global Val, you have some. Oh, sure. But I go back long before, long before when he was a regular, a regular open mic host, where it all began in North Beach. Way back then, he could tell us some of that, where it began, and we took a whole series of window that went from here to there to the other, but so much of it, in my mind, started with you, Mark, and you as the MC right there on Columbus, right there in Broadway, just off Columbus, if my memory serves me well. Well, we're certainly glad to hear from him, even though we can't really hear him uh, right now. About as minimal. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a minimalist. I know. Well, Mar- here, I mean, the little background. I mean, Mark Schwartz got hit by a train in Berkeley, like got 
hit by a train, you know, <laughs> like an Amtrak train, um, and lived to tell the tale. And then, uh, you know, we, we knew that he had survived the crash. I think he lost a leg. Uh, and then, uh, and then he just kind of disappeared off the, you know, kind of lost track of Mark Schwartz, which is hard because usually he makes his presence known. Um, you know, he would come down to the word party at Viracocha and he'd come down here to Mutiny Radio. Um, but, uh, yeah, and he calls up out of the blue today. And his uh, roommate, uh, Mo, oh no, it was Mo, Dave Mo, turned out was a better and better poet. The two of them lived together. He passed, and that was really the last connection I had with Mark Schwartz was the pap, pap, uh, the uh, the passing of Mo, David Mo. You remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't actually know him well, he personally. Was, uh, he was but definitely another. I one. know of his poetry, and also Mark Schwartz ran for mayor of Berkeley the last time, I believe. Uh, uh, there an election. My bank. <laughs> oh but. my gosh! Well, we're happy he's called. But I'll tell you what, um, it's 4:20, and uh, next week is the the conspicuous holiday of 4:20, and uh, so let's play a little music. All right, and uh, send out good vibes to everybody out there around the around the planet, and uh, take a little break, and uh, whatever kind of break you want, and uh, we'll be back in just a, a couple minutes um, with our next act here, our next live performance here at Mutiny Radio. We're at the corner of Twenty First and Florida Streets. If you'd like to join us on a Friday from three till uh, roughly five forty-five, is when we try to wrap things up around here, and uh, yeah, take take a nice. Take a nice break. I'm in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male, and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers.
Hope you had a nice break. Happy 420, everybody. Coming up next week, of course. Um, and all I have to say to that is freedom. So up next, live here at Mutiny Radio, a house favorite, a classic hate street, uh, longtime resident and songwriter. I'm talking about Rainbow. And thanks a lot, Val. And our friend Drift. Take it away, you guys. Okay. Give us a couple songs. This is a, this is in honor of the uh, 420. Um, it's called Thinking of Ways to Be Kind.
picture of war Well, there nobody come And all the people are saying no to the bombs Yeah, all the folk smoking the smoke With the presence of mind Thinking of ways to be kind Thinking of ways to be kind Thinking of ways to be kind Life is a river that's moving along I'm keeping afloat but the current is strong I follow the stream of my destiny And though it seems it's all but a dream I think it's reality I think it's reality Picture a war well there nobody come And all the people are saying no to the bomb Yeah, all the folk smoking the smoke With the presence of mine Thinking of ways to be kind 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 to be kind.
If I can't be your sweet loving man Then let me be the ground you walk upon I can be the one that you really love. And oh, please let me be your sunny day. When things are going your way Oh, going your way Oh, you know I wouldn't die for you, babe And I'll know anything you wanted me to do Well, I'm just a rolling stone Such a long way from my home Such a long way Yeah, I can't be in your bloodstream, baby You can't even be in my dream I'm just a butterfly I love you till I die But if you want me to just go away Then I'll be gone today If that's what you want Oh, I'm just a butterfly I love you till I die Yeah, 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 yeah I'm just a butterfly I love you till I die
Thank you. Oh, we get one more, right? Yeah, do it. Thanks so much for having us on. We love you guys. We love you too. The flowers that blossom in the spring Makes you want to dance and sing The light in your eyes and bright as the sun Shine on everyone Until the sky comes tumbling down And buries you on the ground So hard to see the Daylight, oh, when it's as black as night. So you say you wanna fly so high and disappear in the sky. Forget all your worldly misery Be happy and be free In eternity there's no such thing as time it's all a concept of the mind But still the flowers have died And the summer is gone The cold winter's coming on Now you can live or you can die You can laugh or cry It really matters what you're gonna do Baby, it's up to you Baby, it's up to you Baby, it's up to you
remember and a once beloved friend who turns into a dragon, burns you and leaves you there to die. The smoke swallows up the sky. One push of a button, the world explodes, comes on as a heavy load. One nation upon nation wages war, and guess what they're asking for? Thank you so much. Hey, hey you too. Thanks for coming. I'm glad we could uh, give you give you the the three song song uh, slot today. It's nice to be able to do that. Rainbow and Drift happen to be right there to take up. And then we got Allison. Meanwhile, hey, um, Bloodflower and James, why don't you guys take it up? Uh, get up there. I'm talking to Allison though. She's got to do this international poetry months. And hey, Allison, so good to have you back. It was so Thank good to you. be there in front of the. Uh, in front of the library for a map. Yeah. Yep. Thanks to you and David Kubrin for helping me to put that together. Um, well, thank you to Mutiny Radio. Well, a lot, I, a lot of know, regular members of the show, of this collective, Avel, a lot of members of the regular show in the collective, I'm talking about you, Bloodflower. I'm talking, in fact, all of you showed up there in front of the library. So it's like moving out of the out of the studio into the sidewalk in front of the library just to look around and see it happening. Oh, it yeah. Was, and we started off, um, I'm sorry, my excitement did it again. However, 
And you, you, speaking of that, you know who came today? And we welcome back because they were gone or they would have been there. But on the street, but they came back today and will be at the next one. I hope that this will be the first of many. I'm talking about Trio Cambio is back as well. Yes, right with Wind Song and um, her right wonderful here. group. She is one of the people that got me interested in MAP because I also met them here. Right here. And, and then at one of the MAP meetings. And when they're there, along with Christina Ibarra, it uh, fuels the. Um, Women-style communication at the meetings, and um, they also sponsored Dancing in the Streets, which was a recent MAP theme. And that uh, that two, that couple, that came and danced while he drummed, she danced, he drummed, was, uh, who were they? They were amazing. Oh, yes, they were. They were, it was like a ritual. um, They we're right in the very middle of the program at three o'clock they were carlos from uh, venezuela that's it. and the they were called raiz de agua carlos and juliana from south america oh, wonderful and oh my it was an earth day themed program he played an earthy flamenco modern guitar to accompany her natural style of dancing. It was very similar to a lot of Native American ritual dances with a moon-sized tambourine and a natural outfit that she was wearing, and she was barefoot, and circled the plaza several times, blessed the plaza, blessed all of us, and at the end planted a little tiny tree. That's right. It was, Eva. That sounds beautiful. It was amazing. It was. It was. So thanks for putting that together. Hopefully that's the first of what will be many. Well, go ahead. What do we have? National Poetry Month? We have a poem by Susan Berkland. Well, that Susan, was just a poet so calling well. me to Steve okay. Arnston, who's been here before. But Susan Berkland died in 2006. And on Nicole Savage's wonderful website, sfheart.com, you can find many well-known um, local, national, and international poets if you're looking for something for Poetry Month. Anyway, she wrote a short piece called City of Love. Hmm. Sing to me from budding trees. Carry on and carry less. Oh, my city, oh, my lover. A hometown that needs no defense. Love without envy. An easy life. A happy death. Know these blue skies and clean water. For every thirsty foreign child, friends of friends I've never met, Smiling girls and uncles in freedom's lucky trance. Mercy stands by the road, drawing circles in the dry red earth with the corner of his soft boot. And I remember that my father was an optimist, my mother slow and old and practical. What holds us together? City of love the return of mercy someday 
Some say, some do say. Thank you, Susan Berkeley. Oh, Susan Berkeley, that brings back such memories. Susan Berkeley is so wonderful. She was a feature, a feature of many poetry readings. She participated in many more. She was a friend of mine, Susan Berkeley. And then she let me know that she had a fatal disease. It was just a matter of time. And so a matter of time. I, th I was thinking of her mother, but no, I think it was her sister who came to be with her in the last days. Susan Berkland, so special. She had, it's amazing how people are kind of erased from your mind, but then when they come back, when they're brought back, and she was brought back, but he's, did you ever, hey Val, did you ever know Susan Berkland? I don't, I don't know. No, there's I that whole generation so. of poets before your time. Yeah, I, I don't know I was if before I your her. time. But she goes up to the early 90s. I'd say, what, do you have a time? Um, yes, she wasn't even 60 when she no, died. She was woman. born in January 18th, 1961, and died November 18th, 2006. Wow. Mm. Um, not a long time here. It's a reminder to all us um, baby boomers and TB generation types and the generation X and Y, um, take your vitamins and eat more vegetables. <laughs> I just read recently that only 4% of Americans are eating that healthy five servings a day of fruit and vegetables. Sure. Yeah. The city is actually sending out postcards to all of us city workers to get on a program it's called, I believe it's called Colortopia. Colortopia. They're urging us to, I heard someone on KPFA, Dr. Puma, John Puma, talk about different colored fruits and vegetables, and each color is recommended daily. Your purple, orange, yellow, green, and white fruits and vegetables they all have different minerals to offer maybe val can get him in here one of these days well you never know you never know <laughs> i just have a couple more people to thank for yeah. map um we started off with a wonderful group called room bahia with uh, luis and pablo luis is from southern spain and pablo from mexico they mixed old-style Spanish music with modern guitar. Uh, they had two or three other musicians who dropped in. Oh, they were amazing. They were really amazing. We had poets and music from Mutiny Radio, Drift, Richard Sandoval, Diamond Dave, of course, and uh, David Kubrin. We also had... A two women, Justice and Yolanda, who I see them more often at the library than anywhere else, and I was so grateful that they just dropped in. Also, Eric and Colleen, who I met here about two years ago, he plays the sitar, and she played electric cello, and they just did an amazing 20 or 30 minute run with us, and then we finished with Brother Spellbinder and Alzara and her beautiful, oh, almost amazing. classic voice. 
I'm yeah. smiling because they were. They were really two. amazing. I would just want to thank again everybody here and MAP itself for just helping me stick to the program and it turned out great. Hey, Elson. That's, thank you. That sounds like, I'm hey, sorry was, I missed it. I know. It's amazing. It sounds event. beautiful. And speaking of National Poetry Month, we're going to remind people uh, again um, that Poems Under the Dome, the 11th Annual Poems Under the Dome, will be at San Francisco City Hall on Thursday, April 28th, which is just less than two weeks away, starting at 5.30 p.m. in the North Light Court and ending at 8 o'clock sharp. Uh, we got to get out of there. Um, but uh, to come a little bit early, around 5 or 5.15, to join everybody for the opening ceremony under the rotunda with Jorge Molina. And uh, we also invite some folks to come to the reception ahead of time, starting around 4.30 in John Come Apple's to the reception office. and join us. I'm going to remind them on Monday. They have, they've had everything. They've had food for the body, so the mind and the spirit. And we're going to feature Terry Trio Cambio, who looks like they're delighted to go from Columbia, the Eco Village in Columbia, to San Francisco City Hall. Perfect. And they can take us down the steps, be part of the steps of that. And we can do the People United show, Never Be Defeated, right down those steps. So and cool. And then we'll be met by Jorge Molina, who will take us on the four directions. Now, what could be more amazing than that, sisters? I know. This is an exciting time. And also, I want to remind everybody, because Poems of the Dome is, we, we, we uh, lovingly refer to it as the, the mother of all open mics. Um, so it's an all, it's a free all ages event at City Hall, inside City Hall. Um, and uh, the way it works is you come in, you can put your name in the hat. And if your name gets pulled, you get to read a poem, one poem. In three minutes or less, we ask, uh, so we can keep an, keep it flowing and get a lot a lot of people up there as many as we as we can. Um, but also, in addition to coming that day and putting your name in the hat, you can go to one of the many open mics around San Francisco leading up to Poem Dome, and uh, and EK Keith and and. Dan Brady and Richard Sandorell and a bunch of volunteers uh, are going around to different open mics to do a drawing. So you can actually win for free a guaranteed reading spot in advance. So go to poemdome.net, P-O-E-M-D-O-M-E.net, and you can see when some of those drawings will be and, and where and where you can go put your name in the hat early. And that means that here, next week on this show... Friday, April 22nd, we'll be doing a drawing for a spot to read at Poems Under the Dome. So if you're listening out there, all the poets out in our community, come through down to the show next Friday, April 22nd. I'm actually not going to be here um, to start the show. We're going to have a guest DJ, Roman Reimer, who's the DJ from uh, from the Weekly Review, which airs Fridays from 12 to uh, yeah, from 12 noon to 2 p.m right before Women's Magazine. Roman's great. He and I collaborated on the uh, 123 Mayoral Forum uh, when we had all the candidates in here um, back uh, prior to the election. Uh, Roman's great. He's got a lot of positive energy and great things to contribute. He's on the pulse of things as well, so I think it's going to be an easy transition. But he'll be here, and then E.K. Keith will be coming in to do the drawing later on in the show. Um, we do end around 545, so if you're thinking about coming down for the uh, drawing to try to put your name in the hat to get an early spot um, at Poems Under the Dome, uh, come on down early, early that day, and try to hang out as long as you can. Uh, Val uh, Roman was also a feature 
a map, and he came up and spoke from his heart. He said, what? And he spoke from his heart, and it was really amazing to see him there, amazing to hear him, and it would be really great to have him about as we have this extended collective work called, in this case, in this case we're finding that common thread and letting it flourish. That's so, right. And Bloodflower, too, of course. Hey, Bloodflower, so good to see you. <laughs> hey, James. Hey, you guys. I think everybody... It was, wasn't it? Yes, beautiful day, beautiful weather, beautiful music, poetry, the work. So, um, so, um, so, uh, that's right. I w- <laughs> Sorry, Dave, I accidentally turned your mic down a little bit on that one. Um, but we're here with the <laughs> live open mic, and so our next performer's um, James Conrad reading Hello. from his uh, book. Durga cleans house, and I see that Bloodflower and Drift are there with their musical instruments to accompany him. Take it away, guys. Thanks for waiting. Hello, folks. Uh, my name is James Conrad. I've got my book here, Zerto Cleans House. Uh, of course, those of you who are listening, you can't see it. This is radio. I love doing that. I'm going to wear that bit out every time I'm here. Anyway, uh, enough with the uh, grab-assing and bullshitting. Uh, This is episode 64 of Zordo Cleans House. In early November, Zordo returned to Good Samaritan Hospital to continue his chemotherapy regimen and undergo an examination. While he lay in his bed, the electrodes running to the ultrasound machine affixed to his stomach, Dr. Patel studied the image of Zordo's pancreas on the monitor. Hmm, he said, frowning. It looks as though the cancer has not spread as quickly as I thought it would. The tumor has only grown by just under a millimeter. So in other words, I get a little extra time, right, said Zordo. Probably so, said Dr. Patel. It's hard to say as things could suddenly take a turn for the worse at any time, but apparently the chemotherapy is doing the job. Yeah, said Zordo with a limp smile, staring into space with indifferent eyes. That's cool, I guess. When Zordo was released from the hospital, his sister Josefina came to pick him up. How is everything, she asked, keeping her eyes on the road and resting her hands on the steering wheel. The doctor says I may have a little more time, said Zordo, blinking his eyes and swallowing to keep his nausea at bay. I guess the chemotherapy has been helping. That's good, said Josefina. Yeah, said Zordo. I still feel like shit, though. I know, said Josefina, her face lit up by a gentle, sympathetic smile. A few silent moments passed, then Zordo told his sister, You know, Josie, it really gets me that we didn't see each other much. I feel hella guilty about that. I know you love me, but still. He let out a quiet sigh, choking back tears. And one day soon, you'll never be able to see me. Okay, Zordo, said Josefina as she reached over and rested her hand atop her brother's. I don't want you to beat yourself up about it. You never did me wrong. You still miss me and I feel bad about it. I can't help it. I know, but if you only have so much time left, you're not going to do yourself any good worrying about what you missed out on, you know? Be glad for what you have and what you can get. Relaxing with a sigh, Zordo nodded, a tiny smile beginning to glow upon his face as he realized he could not fault his younger sister's logic. And in 
the subsequent chapters, we will see more about what Zordo has and what he can get. Tune in next week for episode 65 of Zordo Cleans House. And give it up for Drift on the bass guitar and Bloodflower on the chimes. Thank you. Very cool. Very now, cool. before I go, there's one special announcement I'd like to make uh, for you listeners out there. I mean, I understand. There's how many listeners, uh, we, Dave? How many? We get we get thousands of listeners every month. It, it varies, um, but we do have thousands just of people ima- downloading the show. Just imagine if each of them sent a check or money order for a dollar or more. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, I mean, it's just an idea, folks. I mean, you know, we've got we have to. We have to keep, you know, the equipment running. We got to keep the lights on, the water, the rent up, and everything like that. And that way, so that way, we can continue to bring you quality programming, such as the uh, Happy Hour Comedy Showcase, uh, 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 Pam's uh, Comedy Clubhouse. And yeah, we also have Labor of Love, Women's Magazine, and of course our very own Common Thread Collective. So if you'd like to keep the, if you'd like to keep this quality program coming programming coming to you all you have to do is send a money order or a check for one dollar or more uh make it out to mutiny radio and here is the address mutiny radio 2781 21st street san francisco california 94110 once again send that check or money order made out to mutiny radio for a dollar or more to 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Yeah, and you can keep, yes, yes, that too. <laughs> Keeping the common thread going. And thank you, uh, James Conrad, for Oh, is there also, didn't, didn't we also have something else about charity, speaking of? We do, we do. We've got a charity ball. And not in the exact way you think. Um, I'm talking about the song Charity Ball by the group Fanny, um, which was uh, the all-female rock band. Um, and so the uh, June Millington is the former guitarist of Fanny, which was really a pioneering uh, all-female rock band. She just turned 68 on April 14th, and she now heads the Institute for Musical Arts, which teaches music to young women. So we're going to play Charity Ball from 19. 19- 71 and hope you enjoy. It's the wrong one. Hang on a second. Got this going now. Charity Ball. Dance, 
You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. Here's a little John Trudell for you. Happy National Poetry Month. It's called See the Woman. See the Woman. She has a young face, an old face. She carries herself well in all ages. She survives all man has done. some tribes, she is free. In some religions, she is under man. In some societies, she is worth what she consumes. In some nations, she is delicate strength. In some states, she is told she is weak. In some classes, she is property owned. In all instances, she is sister to earth. In all conditions, she is life-bringer. In all life, she is our necessity. Dream and a prayer. 
see the woman. She has a young face, an old face. She carries herself well in all ages. She survives all man has done. In some tribes, she is free. In some religions, she is under man. In some societies, she is worth what she consumes. In some nations, she is delicate strength. In some states, she is told she is weak. In some classes, she is property owned. In all instances, she is sister to earth. In all conditions, she is life bringer. In all life, she is our necessity. See the woman. us this day, our daily yeses, yes to life, yes to living, yes to caring, yes to giving, yes to creating, yes to thinking, yes to clarity. Yes to balance, yes to being, yes to seeing, yes to yeses. Give us this day our daily yeses.
confusions. Confusions of chaos. Desperations, despairs. Despairs, desperations. Programmed belief. Belief programmed. Manipulated minds. Minds manipulated. Behaviors, reactions. Reactions, behaviors. Fearful thinking. Thinking fearful. Inside, outside, outside, inside. Thought altering, altering thought. Perceptions, diseasing, diseasing perceptions. Forgetting medicine, medicine forgetting. Clear thinking. Thinking clear, coherent, coherency, coherency, coherent. Prayers given, given prayers. Peace and love, love and peace. Created realities, realities create whatever sees. Sees whatever we do, do we? Our daily yeses. Give us this day. Yes to yeses. Yes to seeing. Yes to being. Yes to balance. Yes to clarity. Yes to thinking, yes to creating, yes to giving, yes to caring, yes to living, yes to life, our daily yeses, give us this day, our daily yeses. Theo and I rode down the same dusty reservation road on the same reservation truck being chased by the same old reservation dogs for as long as I can remember going to the old cornfields. It was in the spring and all the Indians and the neighboring Mexican farmers were getting ready for planting. Many of them were burning last year's dead crops and cleaning the fields for the plowing. And the never-ending Pueblo River raged on, dark brown. 
cottonwood trees were swept flowing down through the Pueblo. It was a beautiful, beautiful spring runoff. And brown trout munch fresh wintry worms. Uncle Theo had been in Vietnam in 1971. He was gone one spring morning and was back home in the winter with an honorable discharge and a leg missing, and he always felt useless. You are wondering where I've gone. I've become a soldier in greens and grays holding a gun, another for the slaughter. Wherever I go, you are with me. Your kisses are in my blood. Whatever I do, you do with me. Your kisses. Uncle Theo told me that the enemy looked like us and that he didn't get hurt by them, but by his sergeant who they say was in the Ku Klux Klan somewhere in Alabama. And all those poor soldiers went in as Americans fighting for the red, white, and the blue. But America has never really had any true common goals except maybe to kill one another. Because still, white boys hated the black boys, the Italians hated the Jews, Chicanos hated the Chinese boys and down the line it went. And the Indians hated them all because all of them came from another country and killed his people. And they were doing the same yet in another country. And the memories of hate remain. You are wondering where I've gone. I've become a soldier in greens and grays holding a gun. Another for the slaughter. Wherever I go, you are with me. Your kisses are in my blood. Whatever I do, you do with me. Your kisses, your kisses are forever in my blood. Please don't forget our love songs. They only become stronger. Please don't forget. but the field burnings and raging spring runoffs still remind him of Vietnam. He sat quietly in the truck as I drove past the granary and across the American steel bridge. He just stared at the fading dusty grayish fence lines to the cornfields. Theo turned the radio on, opened the truck door, adjusted his artificial leg and stared down the watery fields as they reflected the Indian sunset. Fry-bred dogs rhyme the bark, and the pictures in his mind begin. The movie begins in his mind. As I channel water from seeds of sweet blue corn patches to white corn patches to pumpkin and beans and chili, and in rows they will all stand like soldiers that face the unknown. In rows they will all stand like soldiers that are facing the unknown. As they wait so peacefully for the unknown, as they die and burn again, and again, and we birth them all. You are wondering where I've gone. I have become a soldier in greens and grays holding a gun. 
another for the slaughter. All right. Hope you've been enjoying this John Trudell extended uh, track here. It is National Poetry Month, and we hope that they're out there being poetic. Um, so I was going to read a little poetry from Julia Winograd. Um, and Dave, you've got Rumi there, but you were talking about Mark Schwartz earlier and his relationship With to Julia Winograd. To Julia Winograd. There was a generation that came out of the hate. I mean, out of the hate. So let me step aside and say that out of North Beach, which were kind of, they call them, they began, as they began to call them, they called them the baby beats because they were the generation just after the beats, kind of. Uh, they were, I'm talking about this early 70s, uh, coming out of the 70s, and Mark Schwarz called, we heard, uh, however briefly, he was still on the planet. And uh, another person who came out at that same time, Schwartz became the MC of many of the poetry open mics uh, up there in uh, up there in North Beach. And uh, one of the participants in my mind was Julia Vinograd, and you're about to hear a poem by her, right? Yes. Julia. Oh my goodness. Julia speaks. This is from her book Cannibal Cafe. Open Before all night. Before the Cannibal Cafe. Uh huh. I'm going to read another one by Rumi. Oh, okay. That was. Uh, that was Julia and Mark Schwartz. This is the other thing. It's called the other thing. There are a few resistance pockets left, patches of shade. The sun has not struck. But mostly, this universe has transformed. Every star has become the evening star. Every soul, a king with no flag and no parapet to shield him from direct light. Go within and discover. Go within and discover this land where everyone is a living soul under a wide sky field with a kingdom entering from the other side. A jubilee, a singing with wine and dessert and the other thing, the other thing are given away. Last night, I was out of myself. If I were that way again, I could finish this poem, but I'm not. My poet self is a productive pawn put before the king who is Shams, whose light changes every being to an ocean and everybody and everybody to a coral reef in that ocean, living, brightly lift, every, and everybody a coral reef. Reef, and that's for that's uh, uh, and that's Rumi, and the other thing is a euphemism that I've heard seen Rumi use in the past. That other thing is about making love, making love. That the, the other thing, I guess that's what they used to say in Farsi way back then. And the other thing, so that was the other thing, and you got another thing. So hey, Val, take it away, and hey, people. So good to have such a excellent and excellent cast of characters here about doing more together than either of us can than either of us can do on our own. So take it away, folks, where you happen to be on the planet, whether you're streaming live, listening as we stream live, or listening to the podcast, which goes up almost immediately. I think there's immediately. So Val, take it away, my sister. All right. Here's a poem from Julia Winograd in her yeah. book, Cannibal Cafe. The uh, name of her poem here is An 11-Year-Old Revolutionary with Purple Hair. 
I was selling my poetry books at the crafts fair, and a lady came up to me with her daughter, about 11, long purple hair, cute and shiny. The lady said she wanted one of my books, but would have to go to the Bank of America to get money. She'd catch up with me. I didn't expect her to come back and didn't see her for an hour and a half. She was laughing. You know what happened, she said. My daughter protested. Mommy, we can't go to the Bank of America. We have to go to a credit union. That's what all the Occupy people say. It took me a little while to find a credit union, but here we are. I signed her book and smiled at the 11-year-old revolutionary with purple hair. Oh, oh generation! <laughs> and it is coming up on uh, five years of after uh, Occup- the beginning of Occupy, and I know there's going to be a big uh, celebration uh, happening here in San Francisco in September. It will be the five-year anniversary. Uh, let's see. In fact, we're having a gathering on Saturday, a brunch, and people are invited to come, and we're going to talk about both Earth Day... And, uh, and then about the fifth year occupation, five years of occupation, which I believe will be in September. Is that right, Val? I've, you are correct, Dave. And look what's coming. Here he comes. Wow. Here comes the caveman. Coming in <laughs> to this club. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, it's the radio. You don't know what we're looking at. But I'm looking at a gigantic tower of flowers. Um, hi, James Zealous. <laughs> Welcome to the program. You are listening to the Common Thread Collective, our Mutiny Radio. Uh, welcome to the show. You. Your mom's here. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to read a little poetry here, and then, uh, James, you can get set up at any time. Any time. Here's another poem from uh, Julia Winograd called Union Picket Line. Wind blows through the graveyards. First, it's sepia-faded photographs of my dead family in bow ties and bustles joining the picket line to save the Union. Instead of a sign, Grandma B carries a doily-covered cake stand with a five-layer frosted chocolate cake to pass out slices, rich as earth. The dead don't work anymore. Graves say rest in peace. My dead father's job was never in danger. He was a scientist. Companies fought over him. But there he is, wearing an armband and holding my mother with her black braids twisted up on her head. She glares wild wipeout at the cops like she glared at me when I broke a dish. My parents gave me a record of pins and needles. Songs of the Ladies Undergarment Workers Union, the first union ever. Grandpa Ben and his golden retriever Wimby are there. I learned to stand by pulling myself up Wimby's long hair. It must have hurt. Grandpa Ben was a doctor. If people hurt, he has to be there. My dead friend Vampire Mike got stuck on a welfare-to-work gig without a union, breaking up homeless encampments in the park. He called himself Victor Von Doom Police Gardener and hated it. There he is, singing dirty songs with a chorus of worms and winking at the girls. Wind blows through the graveyard. Each day there are more. Each night. If martial law is declared against the unions, they can only kill the living, not the dead. The dead won't go away. That was Julia Winograd. And speaking of unions and, and folks who uh, who started un- uh, unions and, and, and 
movements. We're talking about Cesar Chavez. Uh, Cesar Chavez uh, Day celebration is going to be next Saturday, April 23rd. And it's actually kind of joining forces in the morning with the Earth Day Festival. There's going to be people from both festivals meeting at Dolores Park at 10 a.m. and and promptly leaving at 11 a.m. to march over to the Cesar Chavez Day celebration on 24th and Bryant. I'll be there uh, as the MC in the speaker for the speaker's tent um, at Cesar Chavez Day. That's going to uh, speaking spe- the speakers start around 12:15, and then I'll be moseying over to Earth Day, which is on 22nd Street between Mission and Valencia. I'll be the MC there on the main stage in the afternoon. Really looking forward to hearing a lot of inspirational folks um, coming up to share and, and connect with everybody. And of course, there's going to be great music and food and community and and um, healthy planet-minded activism. And both events are free in all ages, so uh, get on out there and enjoy and uh, connect with people around the city and around the planet for the common good. And uh, I think we're going to get James Zellis uh, set up out there to uh, to perform next. In the meantime, I'll read you a poem of my own. Happy National Poetry Month. (laughs) This poem was written when I was on a licensed trip to Cuba back in 2010. Um, And I was overlooking the seawall that surrounds Havana. um, And the seawall is called the Malecon. Um, So this poem is called La Luna y la Malecon. Moon over the Atlantic, elevated, we eyes to see the night through moving ships and mystery and history, illuminating sea and cityscapes, cloud-captured shadows outlined by the Malecon, the stone wall encapsulating concrete interpretations of beauty and necessity across the ages. Elemental shifts quickly captivating the distribution of perception. Water like a living hallucination, a charcoal sleet at the edge of the city's feet, wetting the palette of time. Everlasting motion, same moon over the shifting ocean and the ever embellished shifting of mankind. Thanks everybody. And now we've got uh, Sir James Ellis there. Thank you, Global Val. Thanks for being here. We've got Mr. Bloodflower here on the Tibetan Chimes and Drift on the interpretive bass. And this is called Listening, Mr. J. Krishnamurti. From his book, Think on These Things. Why are you here listening to me? Have you ever considered why you listen to people at all? And what does listening to somebody mean? All of you here are listening in front of one who is speaking. Are you listening to hear something that will confirm, tally with your own thoughts? Or are you listening to find out? Do you see the difference? Listening to find out has quite a different significance from listening merely to hear that which will confirm what you think. If you are here merely to have confirmation, to 
be encouraged in your own thinking, then your listening has very little meaning. But if you are listening to find out, then your mind is free. Not committed to anything. It is very acute, sharp, alive, inquiring, curious, and therefore capable of discovery. So, is it not very important to consider why you listen and what you are listening to? Have you ever sat very silently? Not with your attention fixed on anything. Not making an effort to concentrate. But with the mind very quiet. Really still. Then you hear everything, don't you? You hear the far off noises, as well as those that are nearer and those that are very close by. The immediate sounds. Which means, really, that you are listening to everything. Your mind is not confused, confined to one narrow little channel. If you can listen in this way, listen with ease, without strain, you will find an extraordinary change taking place within you. A change which comes without your volition, without your asking. And in that change, there is great beauty and depth of insight. Just try it sometime. Try it now. As you are listening to me, listen not only to me, but to everything about you. Listen to all those bells. The bells of the cows and the temples. Listen to the distant train and the carts on the road. And if you then come nearer still and listen to me also, you will find there's a great depth to listening. But to do this, you must have a very quiet mind if you really want to listen. Your mind is naturally quiet, is it not? You are not then distracted by something happening next to you. Your mind is quiet because you are deeply listening to everything. If you can listen in this way with ease, with a certain felicity, you will find an astonishing transformation taking place in your heart, in your mind. A transformation which you have not thought of or in any way produced. Thought is a very strange thing, is it not? Do you know what thought is? Thought, or thinking. For most people, it's something put together by the mind, and they battle over their thoughts. But if you can really listen to everything, to the lapping of the water on the bank of the river, to the song of the birds, to the crying of a child, to your mother scolding you, to a friend bullying you, to your wife or husband nagging you, then you will find that you will go beyond the words, beyond the mere verbal expressions which so tear one's being. 
And it is very important to go beyond the mere verbal expressions because, after all, what is it that we all want? Whether we are young or old, whether we are inexperienced or full of years, we all want to be happy, don't we? As students, we want to be happy in playing our games and studying and doing all the little things we like to do. As we grow older, we seek happiness in possessions, in money, in having a nice house, a sympathetic wife or husband, a good job. When these things no longer satisfy us, we move on to something else. We say, I must be detached, and then I shall be happy. So we begin to practice a detachment. We leave our family, give up our property, retire from the world, or we join some religious society, thinking that we shall be happy by getting together and talking about brotherhood, by following a leader, a guru, a master, an ideal, by believing in what is essentially a self-deception, an illusion, a superstition. Do you understand what I'm talking about? When you comb your hair, when you put on clean clothes and make yourself look nice, that is all part of your desire to be happy, is it not? When you pass your examinations and add a few letters of the alphabet after your name, when you get a job, acquire a house and other property, when you marry and have children, when you join some religious society whose leaders claim they have messages from unseen masters. Behind it all, there is this extraordinary urge, this compulsion to find happiness. But you see, happiness does not come so easily. Because happiness is in none of these things. You may have pleasure. You may find a new satisfaction. But sooner or later, it becomes worrisome. Because there's no lasting happiness in the things we know. The kiss is followed by the tear. Laughter by misery and desolation. Everything withers, decays. So, while you are young, you must begin to find out what is this strange thing called happiness. That is an essential part of education. Happiness does not come when you're striving for it. And that is the greatest secret. Though it is very easily said. I can put it in a few simple words, but by merely listening to me and repeating what you have heard, you're not going to be happy. Happiness is strange. It comes when you're not seeking it. When you're not making an effort to be happy. Then, unexpectedly, mysteriously, happiness is there. Born of purity, of a loveliness of being. But that requires a great deal of understanding. Not joining an organization or trying to become somebody. Truth is not something to be achieved. Truth 
comes into being when your mind and heart are purged of all sense of striving. And you're no longer trying to become somebody. It is there when the mind is very quiet, listening timelessly to everything that is happening. You may listen to these words, but for happiness to be, you have to find out how to be free, how to free the mind of all fear. As long as you are free of anything or anyone, there can be no happiness. There can be no happiness as long as you are afraid of your parents, your teachers, afraid of not passing examinations, afraid of not making progress, of not getting nearer to the master, nearer to truth, of not being approved of, patted on the back. But if you are really not afraid of anything, then you will find when you wake up of a morning or when you are walking alone, that suddenly a strange thing happens. Uninvited, unsolicited, unlooked for. That which may be called love, truth, happiness is suddenly there. That is why it's so important for you to be educated rightly while you are young. What we now call education is not education at all. Because no one talks to you about these things. Your teachers prefer you to pass examinations. They do not talk to you about living, which is most important. Because very few know how to live. Most of us merely survive. We somehow drag along. And therefore life becomes a dreadful thing. Really to live requires a great deal of love. A great feeling for silence. A great simplicity. With an abundance of experience. It requires a mind that is capable of thinking very clearly. That is not bound by prejudice or superstition, by hope or fear. All this is life. And if you are not being educated to live, then education has no meaning. You may learn to be very tidy, have good manners, and you may pass all your examinations. But to give primary importance to these superficial things, when the whole structure of society is crumbling, it's like cleaning and polishing your fingernails while the house is burning down. You see, no one talks to you about all that. No one goes into it with you. As you spend day after day studying certain subjects, mathematics, history, geography, so also you should spend a great deal of time talking about these deeper matters. Because this makes for the richness of life. Ah, 
the richness of life. Thank you, James Zealous, for reading Jay Krishnamurti. Thank you, Blood, Flower, and Drift, for being the music musicians on that on that on that track. Um, so again, thanks everybody for being part of the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. We're, ha- we're thrilled that you all come down and uh, remember to bring your friends. We're at the corner of 21st in Florida. Um, yeah, show's happening. And next Friday, the 22nd, we're going to have a drawing here. So all poets, calling all poets who want to go to Poems Under the Dome on the 28th of uh, this month, um, come on down to Mutiny Radio on Friday, the 22nd for our show. We're going to have a drawing at 4.30 to get... Uh, uh, one poet to have a guaranteed reading spot at City Hall. Uh, more information on poemdome.net. Again, I'll see you next Saturday at Cesar Chavez Day, 24th and Bryant, and Earth Day, San Francisco, on uh, 22nd Street between Mission and Valencia, cesarchavezday.org, and earthdaystreetfest.com. Uh, looking forward to that big old weekend. I'll leave you with one very short acrostic poem, an acrostic poem using the letters of the word to, uh, to begin each line. It's a short one. It's called Fear, F-E-A-R. Fear, forgetting that you ever aspired to be a revolutionary. I'm Global Val. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Check out Women's Magazine. Check out, uh, I just updated my blog with the cool stuff happening in spring, globalval.blogspot.com. And uh, we love you, San Francisco. I know I do. Here's a little sea star from the Big Island. I'll leave you with this. Stay tuned. Uh, the com- comedy happy hour is coming up and the comedy clubhouse is this evening with a lineup. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. You can support oh, us God, in many ways. Spirit, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. star singing the prayer of saint francis if you would like to support mutiny radio you can become a uh, an ongoing supporter we have a campaign up on patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n 
patreon.com you look at look uh, just search for mutinyradio.fm we've got a little bit of our story here about us as a community collective of uh, dues paying members of DJs here in the Mission District just uh, with a passion to put out original content and provide a free speech platform for musicians poets comedians activists and all sorts of cool folk from around the planet so thanks for tuning in once again peace and thank you and uh, stay tuned and keep listening to Mutiny Radio Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives. Smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast god, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. 
PBR, the Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe it's a cash cock honey <laughs> Billy Bob you ever want to be funny well my dogs think I'm funny Daryl well I mean you ever want to be like in front of an audience like other than like squirrels dogs and dead persons oh shit from time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary 